All right. So we'll do, 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 do. We got to make space for Gigi here. Are we rolling? Yeah, we're rolling. Uh, this week on the show, we we have a very special guest. This is Gigi the dog. Hi, Gigi. <laughs> Big G. <laughs> like, honestly, very chill. She's very, pretty chill. Very chill dog. Yeah. Um, th- as th- far as she knows, her breed is Kentucky Pocket Wolf. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like you could definitely fit her in a pocket, like one yeah. of those, you know, Jinkos. Remember Jinkos from back in the day? No, you don't remember those. I don't think so. They might have been a little more of my childhood. They were like jeans that were huge. Uh, you know, they sort of fanned out. Uh, but they were big in the nineties, late late nineties. Right. Uh, you could fit Gigi in the Jink. Should be a Jinko dog yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think. About the first year of her life, we were together twenty four seven. I would put her in whatever pockets I had, or <laughs> bike with her, take her. To, I would only go to bars that allowed dogs. Yeah, and there were two two good ones in town, so that was fine. What's well, like if you get into a fight, a lot of people will pull out brass knuckles or like a yeah, pop switch blade. Pull the dog out. Could pull, pull Gigi out. <laughs> yeah, and she'll run away. <laughs> she'll run. Yeah, she'll. I've seen her take on like. 200 head of cattle before but <laughs> i think if there was an actual fight she she would run away uh-huh. <laughs> i uh i grew up in new mexico there's a lot of cattle out there in new mexico yeah yeah and uh there's cow pies you know what i mean like they yeah. back in the St- frontier cows days, still, still shitting they're still <laughs> shitting even even in the west cows these days yeah <laughs> It's like people say that like we've lost the old world, but cows are still shitting. Yeah. Um, but back in like the frontier days, people used to build houses with those cow chips. They would they would build physical yeah, structures yeah. and live in them, right? And then they would burn them for heat. Yeah. Could you imagine the? Uh, Seems like a dicey proposition. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Just one. One wrong move, I and mean, the whole the yeah. whole enterprise goes down. Not only it all goes to shit. It all goes to <laughs> shit, <laughs> right? So you're burning shit, and you're living in shit. Yeah, like that's how devoted they were to settling the West. You yeah. know, so that was settlers, and not uh, not folks who'd been here a couple thousand years. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure the in, the indigenous people probably looked at that like, "What the fuck uh, are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you living in shit?" Yeah. Uh, white people like to live in shit. It seems like. <laughs> come to America and people. live in shit. That's what we, that's what we did. That's what yeah. It's, it's like all for this amazing project. Uh, well, well, actually, New Mexico is relevant. Um, New Mexico, home of Billy the Kid. Mm-hmm. You know, there's was uh, he? Yeah. I well, know. I mean, actually, he was born in New York, but he went out west. That's interesting. A lot of people be disappointed to learn that. Yeah. That what that he's the from? Billy, like, yeah, New York City. You're right. Is he from like Chelsea or the Lower East Side or? <laughs> yeah, he was Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Williamsburg, yeah, yeah. It was like reverse gentrification. He was <laughs> setting out from Brooklyn to gentrify the West. Oh god. Yeah, <laughs> that's where he learned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have good shows there in sometime Octo- October, maybe I think. Where at? Do you know? Oh, I think he, I don't remember the venues. Mm. I mean, Santa Fe and Taos, I'm sure. Right, yeah, right. it might just be even those two cities. Yeah, yeah. They plug plug the dates, Will. We've got. Uh, I wish I knew them. Yeah. <laughs> Will Will Oldham as Bonnie Prince Billy will be in New York or New Mexico, New Mexico yeah. and Arizona. Yeah, I've been doing doing the regional trips. So yeah. it'll just be. You just got you just got back back right? from a Colorado trip. How yeah. was how were those shows? 
They were really fine. They uh, were great. I mean, was traveling with the Fawn Fables family band, which was very exciting. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could find a little hole to catch you in. I, mm-hmm. I said to Terrence, I said, surely Will Oldham's going to be back in Kentucky for the <laughs> Prestonsburg Miracles Festival. <laughs> is that but happening right now? That's happening right now. <laughs> so let's try to catch him. You know, is, it like, a, <laughs> is it an insane clown posse kind of thing? <laughs> I wish. it's. They're doing faith healings, Will. Oh, really? Yeah. So I don't know if you know anybody that's... Uh, ailing or infirm but we'll just take i'm ailing and infirm <laughs> yeah maybe i'll head down there is it just this weekend <laughs> it's honestly it's an ongoing thing it's a because it's a tent revival i think they're hoping it spreads mm. like a mcdonald's franchise mm-hmm. or franchise. cancer or cancer that yes. did happen what was the the last revival that happened at, at wilmore oh there wasn't there like a three-day revival in Kentucky somewhere. I think it lasted like longer than that. Yeah, I think it lasted longer than that at the town where they do Ichthus Festival. I don't know if Bonnie yeah. Prince Billy ever played the Ichthus Festival, no. but uh, <laughs> that was the premier contemporary Christian. Yeah, uh, Woodstock for uh, those of us that I were. could put a set together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will Oldham covering DC Talk. <laughs> no, Will Oldham covering DC Talk covering Doobie Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could because there were Christian artists who were covering secular artists. Yeah, like the Doobie Brothers. Yeah, DC Talk did Day by Day, which was a uh, from was Godspell. It? Godspell. Yeah, Godspell. that's a great song. That is a good. They song. cover Norm Greenbaum. Yeah, which is a banger. The Festival of Miracles is funny because, so it's in Prestonsburg, uh-huh. and it's set up by this guy who's like a traveling tent revival speaker. Uh-huh. He, this whole thing caused a huge controversy in Prestonsburg among the religious community there because he's purporting to be able to heal people. Mm-hmm. So like the religious community in Prestonsburg and Floyd County is saying that he's a false prophet and a Charlotte. false teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, I kind of got a hand it to him because he really wasn't claiming to heal any really major stuff. He was like, we'll heal, heal your arthritis. <laughs> That's the way you do it. You we'll keep heal it your scoliosis, to... you know. Yeah. You aim low. Yeah. If you, if you purport to cure cancer, like, that's... Yeah. That's, that's tough to do. Yeah. If you're just doing ankle sprains and bruises, I think that's... <laughs> I think that's okay. Even preferable. <laughs> if you had to guess... Contemporary Christian musical artists, what percentage of them do you think are actually believing, practicing Christians? This is the $64,000 question. Mm -hmm. I learned something a little unsavory recently. My supervisor at work, her parents were professors at Asbury, where they do the Ichthus Festival. And where they had the long revival. Right, where they had the long revival. And to hear her tell it, that there was a lot of the same stuff that goes on and you know it's your mm. bonnaroos and whatever everybody mm-hmm. was having sex and doing drugs and all this stuff oh, but yeah. the difference was is it's in the name of jesus right <laughs> well tom i will rise again i'm pretty sure give me, give me a couple hours honey <laughs> i was telling terrence on the way up last time i was in louisville I was driving through simpsonville on the way up from lexington and there was a, a big tow truck Apparently, there's a business there called Towing in His Name. Oh, nice. And it had the outstretched arms of Christ in his final agony across the little thing they hook under your tires to uh, pull it up. Tow you away. So, you Imagine, can do a lot of things in his name, is what I mean. Right. I was just driving through Simpsonville yesterday, and it's got like, it's got like a coffee shop. 
uh-huh. like, a, like a hipster style coffee shop yeah, yeah, yeah. in Simpsonville. So there's it, some things happening. It yeah. might be Christian though. It could the, be. Because the thing about a lot of these coffee shops, because we've kind of got one in Harlan County. Mm-hmm. There's a coffee shop there that by all appearances looks kind of like hipster. Yeah. But if you dig beneath the surface a little bit, it's Christian. Yeah, it's there like are two modern coffee chains in Louisville that I think are, are, are you know, word on the street is that they're both like Sojourn Christian. Yeah. That's how they, it's, you know, it's like the subversive fifth column. And stuff. you can go too far to get into like the Yellow Dally, like in Nashville, you know, these people will. Yellow Dally? Yeah. What is it? It's like the cult. It's like a Christian cult. And they lure you in with their delicious sandwiches and focaccia, (laughs) if I'm saying that right. Well, if you're going to start a cult in 2023, it's like how the old saying is like the best way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Mm -hmm. That is also true for Christianity and religion. Like the best way to a man's heart is through his stomach. That's what Christ knew when he multiplied the fish and bread. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. (laughs) To your question, though... So I used I grew up in church and youth group and I used to go to like CCM concerts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're under so tell them you used to hang upside down and drum. <laughs> yeah, you know, like there's rotating drums. <laughs> there's this band called the Newsboys and they were they had a rotating drummer. Sort of like did Motley Crue was Motley Crue the first band to do that? I think we did we looked into this. I, on historians are split on it, but uh <laughs> You know, just I test alone, you know, I think it was yeah. Tommy Lee that was mm-hmm. kinda pioneered. Yeah. I went to a show like that, though, when I was, like, in seventh or eighth grade. It was all Christian artists. And I was standing outside to get an autograph parked right next to the tour, of it, tour buses for the bands. Yep. And in the windows, in the windshields of the vans, they had, like, big packs of, like, Marlboro Reds and Jack Daniels and stuff. I was like, what? Why it was, it shattered me. It shattered yeah. me. I was like, yeah. Damn. They get fucked up just like all of us. They're getting fucked up on cigarettes, <laughs> and, the, and that really it was a it was yeah. a blow to me because I. So to answer your question, I don't think that a lot of them. Yeah. Really, some of them do mean it, but when we were growing up, when we were teenagers, Christian artists were constantly trying to break into the mainstream. Right. Like there was like that band Switchfoot, and they were kind of like the ultimate. Creed also did that. Creed yep. also kind of started as a Christian band. There's a lot of those bands that are like, kind of like, uh, are yeah. they, aren't they? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. But Christian bands aren't really doing that anymore these days. I almost feel like it's the opposite way. Because you had like Kanye go from secular to yeah. Christian yeah. almost. It's like it's almost going Kanye the other is way. not a very good example. I mean, if you were a <laughs> rational human being and you could say, well, Kanye, you know, but he's just yeah. kind of a... Yeah. Have you met him? You surely you've met him, right? No. Uh... Nope, I never heard that. No, right. you're just in his music. Just in his music video. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like a lot of us, you know, we're making products for bosses we don't even see. You know. Yeah. So I thought I thought that you were going to say a lot. A lot of us are just waiting to make Kanye. Waiting to make Kanye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. to touch the hem of his garment. Yeah. Uh, speaking of music, it has been a very big week for country music. I feel like. What's happened? Well, we're going to get you on the record about some (laughs) uncomfortable topics. Okay, good. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay, so, like, there are two big stories in country music world right now. Okay. The first one is that, was it Luke Bryan? I always get this confused. There's, like, a Luke Combs. A lot of Lukes in country music. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Tom and I were talking, like, you could, you, you, you could make any combination of the names, like, Luke and Morgan. 
into a country yeah. name. Yeah, into yeah, a yeah. Country, like Luke Morgan. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just Luke Morgan. That's the hottest new country singer out right now. <laughs> and people be like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so one of these Lukes did something wrong? He made a song. He recovered, or he covered... Um, uh, Fast Car. Is that Tracy Chapman? Is oh, yeah. Chan? So that's not Luke Bryan. I've heard that on the radio. Okay. But it's, and it's not Luke Bryan. Not Luke Bryan. So so Luke Combs. Luke Combs. Okay. He's kind of a bigger guy. I yeah, think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I heard it on the radio, yeah. And yeah. I, I, was, I, was, I, thought, I thought it was kind of neat, and then also it didn't seem 100% thought through. Like perhaps yeah. maybe there should have been maybe one or two lyric modifications <laughs> to make it make a little more sense. But I thought it was this... Yeah. Kind of a nifty idea. I kind of agree because it's, you know, I don't know how online you are, Will. Tom and I, unfortunately, we've been... Too far gone. We're too far gone. I'm not very online. <laughs> <We're too> <laughs> I'm aspiring to get like you, but yeah. it's, it's been tough. Yeah. Uh, it has sparked a discourse on whether he... Wh- whether it's okay that he covered the song. Huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's, what, what's their... I've missed this as online as I am. What what are they saying is the Well, I think the idea is that um so okay. He sound like I I've, I've only heard it once and it was about 3 or 4 weeks ago I feel like and he sounds also maybe a little bit like he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> like he's never driven in fact a fast car. <laughs> like he showed up at the studio on there and they said, "Here's a pile of songs. We're going to do one after the other and this was the third or fourth song and he's he's just like, "What is this one?" Yeah. Well, okay, let's just do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's you th- this is a fascinating example actually now that I think about it because you're right. It does kind of work musically. Cuz it's a, it's a strong song. It is a strong. Yeah. You're right. And but the thing is, is that if you're going to cover a song, you kind of have to cover a song that has like a sort of universal theme, like, oh, sweetie baby, she loves me. Like, yeah. you know, something that you can, something that's it's easier for you to relate to. That song is such a specific, detailed, like thorough examination of a person's life, like a moment in their life. Yeah. That it's all, it's, it's hard to cover because they're telling the story. Uh, the song works because it's a story. It's yep. like an autobiographical story of their life. But retelling that from your own point of view is very difficult to pull off. So you're right. It's, it wasn't thought through, I feel like. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like, yeah, if they'd spent another t- 23 <laughs> minutes just thinking, you know, how to put it across for, you know, how to modify it to put it across. Yeah. I think that would have made a big difference. But it's, I, I think it's, I mean, I, I also, I think, Digging into taking songs for country music, you know, f- from other, from from strange sources that yeah. you wouldn't expect is pretty great. And yeah. Yeah. It's, well, I was going to ask. Like I said, I just wish I liked it. When I heard it, I was like, this is cool, but I got kind of bored about halfway through. Yeah. And that bummed me out. Yeah. It feels kind of like he's struggling up a mountain. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's got a, it's got a, an, a, an odd structure, the song does. Yeah. Like it doesn't maybe quite go into the chorus soon enough. For hit, it's also was written by someone with a really interesting voice. Yeah. With, who, someone who has control over her voice, and his voice is a little more kind of generic and gruff. Yeah. yeah. You don't necessarily. You're not like, what's he gonna say next? This guy's amazing. <laughs> well, ha- having covered and having been covered, well, what's the anatomy of a good? Co- I mean, what were what? How, how did like when you were in those Johnny Cash Rick Rubin sessions? Yeah. Like, how did they tailor your songs for? Like for John, for you know, for Johnny Cash, like how do you make that work? I think it's 
for Cash, I think he has to hear it and find a connection to it. You know, feel like, oh, this can be my song. Yeah. You know, I've covered a Luke Bryan song, and I feel very good about it. Yeah. I have. I can sleep at night. Uh, as as little as I think of the bulk of Luke Bryan's general output. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel, yeah. I was just like, yeah, I want to do this song. I want to, you know. I what could, song was it? It's uh, that's my kind of night. Okay. You Is know, it off the, the new album? His or mine? Your your uh, new album. No, there was so uh, maybe I don't know, seven or eight years ago. Okay. We had made the uh, Everly Brothers record where we oh, did a bunch okay. of Everly yeah, Brothers yeah, songs, yeah, yeah. and yeah. one of those songs, hopelessly devoted. No, no, devoted to you, devoted to you. Uh, was getting tons of downloads, and Drag City, the record label, didn't know why yeah it was and i couldn't figure it so we were trying to think well why 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 and we thought well maybe it's just because it's one of the more popular everly brothers songs that's on that record because there's not a lot of popular everly so i thought well let's try to figure it out and i'll i'll just record some random popular songs and we'll release them on itunes and see if they blow up because people just look for the song title and then just download it Yeah. yeah so that was so that was so did a bunch of hits uh, and then one song from Greece, because just in case people were confusing, devoted to you with hopelessly devoted to right. you. And so we did. Uh, there are worse things I could do from Greece. Yeah, and and so we put it on a. Then we just collected all the covers onto a limited edition record yeah. called Barely Legal, Barely Legal, Barely Regal, called Barely Regal. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about um, like good covers. Because sometimes a cover works for the person that covers it and not necessarily for the person that wrote it. Yeah. Um, an example... That's, of, and that's an obvious thing because just it's a great song and for some reason you can hear it and say, that's a great song and they didn't, for whatever reason, they didn't nail it. Yeah. I think I'm in, I'm in a position where I can nail it, you know. There is a song that... Okay, I don't know if this is quite a one-to-one because I do like the original, but I do think the cover is great. In a way that the original doesn't quite Big get it. Big yellow taxi. Big yellow taxi. <laughs> we were uh, we were taken to task this week, Will, for uh, not remembering who covered Big yellow taxi. Big yellow Johnny taxi. Mitchell. And then it was counting. Who Crow. covered it or who wrote it? Yeah, no, no, no. Who, no. Wrote, who covered who it? Covered but people it. thought we didn't know Joni Mitchell wrote oh, it, and people were like, "No, it's Joni Mitchell." <laughs> and like people were hitting him up, like, "No, tell him it's Joni Mitchell." It was like, "We know. We were looking for who covered it." Yeah, in the 90s. I've only heard Bob Dylan cover it. I think maybe. Uh, oh no no and Hootie and the Blowfish did right well this is the question this is the question uh. is it them it turns out it was Counting Crows but I threw a couple out there too I was like oh really was that, was that the spin doctors the spin doctors Tom said the gin blossoms which is that <laughs> was a wow can you imagine like being in a room uh-huh. and having to listen to gin blossoms Counting Crows spin doctors and Hootie and the Blowfish for <laughs> Even seven minutes. <laughs> Those were the days of Jinkos. Those were the days yeah. when you could carry Gigi Simpler around. Time. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's the way love goes. Merle Haggard. Oh yeah. The jo- is Johnny Rodriguez that Johnny Rodriguez? It? No, Lefty Frizzell wrote it. Oh, Lefty Frizzell wrote it. I think Lefty Frizzell wrote it, and may- maybe he he might have given it to Merle Haggard or played it for Merle Haggard. And he's like, I'm gonna record it, and then Johnny Rodriguez heard it, and he said. I'm ready to do this. Is it okay? Can I record it? Something like that. And yeah. he, he put it out first. But I think it might have been written by Lefty for Merle, but Johnny Rodriguez cut it first and hit, had a hit with it first. Okay. Yeah. Nashville's always tough to follow that. 
Yeah. Because like you'll hear a song, and it's like, oh, that's Graham Parsons' song or, or whoever. Yeah. And then you realize, no, that's that's, that's such a good song that all you know, left Lefty Frizzell's version is great, and Merle's version is great, Johnny Rodriguez's version <laughs> yeah, is the, great. Merle Haggard's version is so good. Yeah. I knew a guy that played on the Graham Parsons' first album, Alan Mundy. You ever heard that name? What did he play? Did he, play? he was a banjo player. Oh, interesting. He's like one of the best bluegrass banjo players in the world. He might have passed by now. But um, I used to live in Lubbock, Texas, yeah. for a little bit. And he ran around there with, like, Natalie Maine's dad. Who, he was like, Natalie Maine's dad was a big... Is that yeah, yeah. from Sugar Land? Uh, Dixie Chicks. Dixie Chicks. Yeah. Dixie Chicks. He yeah. was a big Lubbock music guy. Or he was big in the Lubbock music scene. Right. Um, and so was she for a brief time. Uh Obviously, she went on to. Yes. Yeah, she did okay. <laughs> yeah, she did. She did all right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, One, I love that. Actually, in preparation for this, Will, I was listening to some older podcasts you've been on. And uh, your friends, I think from Sweden, that cover <laughs> It's a Long Way to the Top if you want to rock and roll. From Norway, yeah. I love that. I do <laughs> too. It's Susanna and the Magical Orchestra. Yes. Yeah, Susanna, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they, their second record was all covers. Including yeah. that that one and uh, a, one of the Kiss solo songs, yeah, uh, Crazy Crazy Nights, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. it's powerful. Yeah, no, oh, that was great. That was yeah, great. yeah, and an interesting choice too. So, um, so the second country music scandal this week or controversy is uh, centers around Jason Aldean. Yeah, <laughs> are, you fil- are you familiar with Jason Aldean? The I know that I've heard a little bit of Jason Aldean. I'll always love Jason Aldean, even though I haven't heard much because uh, I knew a little kid who was a big Jason Aldean fan, yeah. and he just had such sort of uh, you know admiration and affection for Jason Aldean, and he made this kid so happy. I just I've yeah. always, even though I couldn't. Tell you a single Jason Aldean song. I'm just like, hey, he need a, he, well, he let's need, go to the next segment. Does he need a dollar? I'm gonna give him a dollar. But that doesn't say. I mean, I had no nothing about him at all. I, did he do something with like Florida Georgia Line? I no, think at that time he might have done something. He, might, he with probably him. did. This was probably about seven years ago. Yeah. I wish he would change his name. Tom and I were talking about this on the way down. Actually, like he, he should like Arabize his name. So it's like Jason Al apostrophe Dean. Mm-hmm. D-I-N. Jason mm-hmm. Aldin. Yeah, Jason Aldin. <laughs> that would be great. So is this part of the controversy? Is he... It turns out to, he's Saudi Arabian. Well, no, what we were trying to do is get him to correct course by taking the shahed so and convert to Islam. What did he do wrong? So, so what he did wrong was that, which, like, as Tom pointed out, there is a way out of this. He yeah. can, yeah, he can devote himself to Islam. Spreading the fruit of Islam. <laughs> yeah. He, he wrote a song called Try That in a Small Town. Uh, the and did he write it or did he just sing it? I think he. Okay. Some, somebody said that actually he did not write it. It's songwriters: Kelly Lovelace, Neil Thrasher, Tolly Kennedy. Who are these people? Kurt Michael Allison. Yeah, somebody says like two of his band members and just some like old music row like mm. people. So he didn't write it. So I almost feel kind of bad. You know, like they made him. Well, he's go the out. vessel though, so the vessel has some accountability <laughs> too. You're right. That's just my thing. Um, he, the, okay, so the, the premise of the song is, uh, as you can probably glean from the title, try that in a small town, the first 
lyrics are sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk, carjack an old lady at a red light. <laughs> I love <laughs> that you said the opening salvo to this is a, is a nod to the knockout, the knockout game. conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, are you familiar with the knockout game? No. The knockout game was like a racist conspiracy about 10 years ago uh-huh. that like black people were running around punching white people out. Like <laughs> no. it's just knocking them out right yeah. in the window. Huh, yeah. So I, that's honestly, I hadn't heard it referenced in about 10 years. Yeah. So I'm surprised it surfaced in this Jason Aldin song. Um, but uh, p- yeah, pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. Yeah. think that's cool. Well, act a fool if you like. The, the whole point is that um, in cities, there's a lot of violence and in small towns, there's not, I mm. guess. I don't know. What would you say? The yeah, point he is? watched uh, Menace to Society and was like, no, <laughs> fuck no. Not allowing that to go on. Not on. Not on my watch. <laughs> That's a good movie, by the way. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So he's. So there's a little bit of controversy saying that this. He's. He's being a little stereotypical. Or yeah. Like that. that he's being dog um, whistly. Dog with. Because uh. the video featured him in front of a courthouse where a lynching occurred. Yeah. About oh, which is not so subtle. Yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> so I think. I think the the import of which, it gets at this. You know, this thing that's prevalent in American society that like the pure noble people live in the provinces and they don't engage in the sort of like violent backward behavior of the cities, which is weird. It's like you would think it'd be it's, the, it's like we absolutely do is the thing. <laughs> you yeah. Know, yeah. We, uh, yeah, I was raised by chicken fighters. You know what <laughs> I mean? That's not something I'm proud of necessarily, yeah. but, <laughs> but, it, but it is also, it plugs into this idea that, um, like the re- the teeming restless masses, yeah. the multicultural masses in the city are like tearing down Western civilization. No. Or, but it's preserved out in the provinces, I feel like. Right. Um, which is an interesting idea. <laughs> I, uh, and, that, and that's a theme of maybe one out of five modern country modern hits. Modern country hits, right. Yeah, it's, it's part of a long tradition, except this feels a little more... I don't know. Or, or people are, I think, are having a more visceral reaction I, to it. I think the reason why, I think the reason why there's a visceral reaction to it was because he was playing at that concert where there was the shooting in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And the, the album seems to, or the song seems to kind of advocate gun ownership. And I think that a lot of people are like, well, you played at that concert where there was a gun shooting. So I think that maybe that's part of yeah. it. Yeah, you should know, Will. Terrence prepared for this uh, by listening to hours of interviews, not with Jason Aldean, <laughs> but his father, who said that Jason Aldean was the most kinetic live performer he had ever seen, and he's probably among the top five best live performers. And I said, well, that objectively can't be true. If a noted mass shooting happened at your at show, your show <laughs> it's- by definition... It's uh, it, you're not in the you're not you're not in the top percentile of performance. Yeah, it complicates things. Because if because if he was truly that great, the killer would have been distracted by how <laughs> the quality of the show, and you're just like, wait, what did I come here to do? <laughs> you know, all my all my problems have melted away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's uh, that's part. But of also, it. is the controversy just among? People who are sitting online, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where most controversy 
originates these days anyways. Yeah. People who are sitting online. Well, th- there was a professor that pointed out, like she had pointed out like the long tradition of these type of songs. But I think there's a difference between like, uh, you know, Hank Williams singing, uh, If Heaven Ain't a Lock Like Dixie. Yeah, what's the lyric? He says, uh, I don't want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Send hell me to New hell York. or New York, York City. City. About <laughs> yeah. the same, same to me. me. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. yeah. That and, uh, you know, nodding to different racist conspiracies. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find a story here. Yeah. It's, uh, I think the thing is, is like in that interview I also I listened to with his dad. Yeah. He also said that his. The interviewer asked him if Jason Aldean played with Barbies when he was a kid. Good question. Which is a great question. I thought that was a great question. Inquiring minds. Yeah. yeah. And, and Jason Aldean's dad said he can't speak to that. Ooh. But honestly, like... <laughs> court said. order. Court, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said maybe some real life Barbies. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I think it... I think it portrays like a complicated vision of the man if he played with barbies as a child that's see that's interesting to me that's wait, very interesting and totally to me. fine too but you know maybe yeah drop some of the window dressing yeah i think that the thing is is like i'd like to see some deep dives into various country music stars that seem to have no personality or life and that just to just to see what their personality in life is you know i, I think Fifteen years ago or so, reading about Kenny Chesney and thinking like, "Oh, this guy, this weird guy, is just like a guy who likes to drink smoothies and has a business degree. Like, this is not <laughs> yeah. the man I want singing country music to me." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree. And it's like he was like, you know, had was like married to Renee Zellweger for like nine days or something. Remember Kenny that? Chesney was. Yeah, you remember that? That's very interesting. Like Lyle Lovett and Julia, Julia Roberts. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's very. You mean I have to get naked? <laughs> uh, hold on, let me call my lawyer real quick. Hey, let me see. Um, uh... She's gonna see my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna. Know. What was the song he wrote for? There goes my future. <laughs> um, he he. he you know, you kind of want to make sure you go the distance before you commit something like that yeah. to yeah. the song, you know, for somebody. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so, you know, obviously, like, country music, it it has gotten stale in the sense that, like, all the artists are just kind of cardboard cutouts of people you would expect. Like, I would find it way more interesting if, yes, they were complicated people with complicated backstories, you know? Not so much that they killed a man in Reno to watch him die. Like, that's played out. They helped a man in Reno to watch him thrive. It yeah. takes so much work to have a career in country music. You, I think you probably have to be pretty boring. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. If, you, if, you uh, if you step off or lose focus, someone else is there to, to <laughs> take your place. I that think is true. Boring. That is yeah. true. Yeah, it is like a... Uh, it's very cutthroat. It's very competitive. I think it's probably really cutthroat and really competitive. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, we thought we would have you, you know, here for an episode. You got a new album coming out. Um, and then obviously you've got a massive cat back catalog of older work uh-huh. that people can check out. Tom and I were just listening to super wolves. In fact, on the way here. Um, uh, but more than that, we wanted to talk about Kentucky. 
All right. Um, there's a few news stories that it, I wanted to kind of just run through. It's like sometimes, you know, some on the show we, we talk about stuff that's going on. Yeah, we want to yeah, we want to stay current and yeah. Yeah, one of them we've already mentioned was the Festival of Miracles. Um, you know, if we're painting a portrait of modern Kentucky in yeah. 2023. Yeah. It's like you got to go all over the state. So it's like go to Eastern Kentucky you're going to see Festival of Miracles. Yeah. People getting healed of sprained ankles. Uh, you know, jammed fingers. Gingivitis. F- finger cuts. Yeah. So, <laughs> finger so cut. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> and like I said, that's very controversial. Uh, I personally kind of like it because it feels kind of like a return to an older kind of religion. Right? It's like, yeah. it's, it's like the traveling tent revival. It's, yeah. I wish that they could commercialize it a little more like Sedona, Arizona with its new age healing. Yeah. Just say, you know, I'm going to go to southeastern Kentucky and do some healing. That's what I'm doing. You know, I'm getting t- in touch with myself. I and agree. My spiritual side and my, yeah. There's this great book by this guy, Mitch Horowitz, called Occult America, where he kind of talks about some of that stuff. How, like, there used to be no sort of, like, conflict between melding traditional Christian worship with like these occult arcane alternative spiritual practices and stuff like that. Maybe that's what we need. Well, the thing about Sedona, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure the thing that draws people there is, isn't there like crystal formations under the ground? Mm -hmm. So what we could do is we could tell people that coal has the same properties. Yeah. Just brilliant. Come to Eastern Kentucky. We'll rub you down with coal. (laughs) That's good. Or if you just, I mean, if you do, what if you just promoted faith healing and just said, you have a problem, come to southeastern Kentucky and someone will be there for you. All your totally. problems will melt away. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Well, people, people associate with, like snake handling and like, that's fine, whatever. But they haven't incorporated coal to the degree that they could. That's true. And that's the thing. Like, our economy is dying because we have no coal left. But there is enough to at least rub some city folk down right that's what we have to do is we got to quit burning it and use it for these kinds of purposes restorative healing is it primarily dying because of the lack of coal left partially but also mechanization has taken away lots of jobs as well right yeah so a lot of the easiest coal seams have been mined out like the easiest to reach but then mechanization and then the price of natural gas (laughs) Uh, and then also at this point, renewables is becoming increasingly cheap. So right. I think that's, but we are in the midst, weirdly enough, we're in the midst of kind of a boom or at least what looks like one where it's we It's funny. Those jobs are not materializing now. Th- there's like 30 coal that's miners. about the price of coals through the roof and there's just like uh-huh. nobody working still though. So, <laughs> and that speaks to that mechanization. But. Like a two years ago, three years ago, there was like three coal miners left in Whitesburg and now there's like 30. So. You know, it's it's a boo. It's on the upswing. <laughs> it's on the upswing. Well, uh, so I mean, I don't know. I used to love when we did the radio show. We had this guy that worked at uh, Blue Diamond Old Number Seven. He went by the name of Pup, and uh, he would call us at the top of the hour every show. He said, "Let's get it kicked off right tonight, boys. A little ZZ Top Mexican Blackbird. Thank you." <laughs> and he'd just hang up, just knowing that like. You can't say no to pup. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Even though that wasn't the format of our show, our yeah. show is mostly like R and B and rap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But pup gets what pup wants. That's true. And that's true for Gigi too. Um, 
All right, so uh, for this next story, we're going to zoom over. Actually, the weird thing about this story is that it never reveals where it's at. For good reason. You don't want to know where this is at. Um, this is, again, some mystery place in Kentucky. The story is, I'm reading from the Herald Leader, hundreds of Civil War era gold coins found in Kentucky farm. Quote, most insane thing ever. Let me just read from here. A gold coin treasure trove dating back to the Civil War era was unearthed in Kentucky, and experts say it shines light on life in the 1800s. Called the, quote, Great Kentucky Horde. I think we got a pretty good snapshot of what life was like for a lot of people in 1800s Kentucky. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. Uh, called the Great Kentucky Horde, the trove of more than 800 coins includes 1863 double eagles, silver coins, and hundreds of U.S. gold dollars dated 1850 to 1862. Uh, this is the most insane thing ever, a man says in a video shared by GovMint. I like the name of that. Sorry. Government. <laughs> Government. Uh, those are all $1 gold coins, $20 gold coins, $10 gold coins. But the 2023 price of these coins is significantly higher. It's now worth millions. Um, it's unclear where in Kentucky the, where in Kentucky the discovery was made. I've got a, I've got a theory if you want to hear it. Yeah. Humor me for a second. Uh, the giant, the giant Eastern Kentucky giant, Martin Van Buren Bates, who was for a time, Will, the world's tallest man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you ever heard of Martin Van Buren Bates? I don't know if I have. From what part, period of time? He was there in the Civil War. He was. Uh, <laughs> he actually fought in the Civil War. He was the Confederacy. Gives us, gives us no pleasure to report <laughs> he was a Confederate. He was their giant. They had, they needed giants. Yeah. So he actually I, fought in the Battle of Cumberland. And his his wife. Uh, Anna Swan was the tallest woman. She was taller than he was by two inches, but she came yeah. from Canada where nobody stares. So, <laughs> where uh, nobody stares. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they nice. were, yeah. So maybe it was, you know how uh, Jack and the Beanstalk, he had the golden goose that had the golden coins? Yeah, yeah. the golden eggs. Maybe the giant, golden eggs, maybe the giant of the Confederacy had a similar situation with <laughs> these golden coins. This was his. So, in the metaphor you're saying it falls apart you're saying that he lived his habitat high up in the atmosphere he had cold coins yeah and they fell to earth yeah that's what was happening that was the best part of the jack and the beanstalk fable i've read so many versions of it they each have their own highlights yeah yeah (laughs) So what you fee fi fo fum is not a is is pretty good one just (laughs) (laughs) it is uh Next time you're in Weisberg, we'll go to the Harry M. Cottle Library and look up in the big tall guy in the window. That's okay. a life-size replica of him. Right. Martin Van Buren Baines. I love that his name was the name of, I don't know, what, what was Martin Van Buren? Or probably 18th the president? The first Dutch president. Yeah. Dutch descendant. Yeah. Not born in the Netherlands. Not born in no. the Netherlands. Born from. <coughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've yet to have a Dutch natural-born president. I don't are we allowed to have foreign-born presidents? I can't remember. Is that why Schwarzenegger never ran for president? I think so. And that's yeah. why people said Obama was actually from Africa. Uh-huh. Yeah. But the funny part about that race was, Mitt, wasn't Mitt Romney born in Mexico? Or his dad was born in Mexico? So he technically wasn't naturally born by some... Was Mitt Romney the guy that had the pen name Ron Mexico? Who was oh, Ron Mexico? That was Michael Vick when he was treated for... <laughs> Genital herpes under an assumed name. <laughs> but, yeah. Did you know that? No. Michael Vick, I guess, had to go to Mexico and 
Well, he, he, no, he assumed the name. He Rob assumed Maxwell, the name so wrong. Nobody knew what he was getting treated <laughs> for, so I, which I respect. I mean, yeah. We're, I mean, we're we're sitting here with a man who has pin names. You know what I yeah. mean? So like, you can <laughs> you can adopt identities, and that's honestly his his art. Michael Vick's art. I I love your music, Will. Your music is so hard to find. <laughs> because really? it's like, There's a bunch in like, the attic right here. It's like one of those things where it's like... It's like the Kentucky Gold. Is it Palace? Point. Is it Palace Brothers? Is it Palace Music? Is it this? Well, <laughs> it's, all, it's all on... I'll say this. Because I've searched. It's all on Apple uh, iTunes music. It's not on Spotify. There is some Palace music on um, on Spotify. Viva Last Blues is on there. It is. There's yeah. very little on... Spotify, yeah, yeah but. but there's not a whole lot of Bonnie Prince Billy on Spotify. Exactly, is that by design? Like you've decided to take it off there. I think yes. a lot of Drag City artists are because Joanna Newsom. I don't think. I think is she's on. never done it. Yeah, maybe Jim O'Rourke. Maybe yeah. took Bill Callahan a long time. Yeah, and I know that because I would check that shit daily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, but it's all on Apple. Yeah, uh, most of it, anyways. Pretty sure. Um, Apple seems to do a slightly better job of curation. Yeah, did they? They probably don't pay a whole lot better, but Spotify. They do pay better. Okay. Yeah. They? yeah. 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 I was curious about that. Like, what's the? Is, is there an ethical way to stream, or more ethical yeah. way to stream? Well, I don't know. I've just. I mean, I think maybe it's just my age potentially, but I've never. You know, I've I've always listened to music all the time. When someone said like, you could listen to it on your phone, I'm just like. Yeah, or I could just keep listening to it on the radio, the tape player, the CD player, yeah. the record player. I don't have any problem with these things. Yeah. Why would I do it on a, on a device that I have to charge and take phone calls on in the middle of the song and I'm trying to get sounds, into? it sounds worse, too. And it sounds worse, yeah. Um, my Damn. friend Lee Baines told me something that was pretty wise. I was in the post office one day mailing out those T-shirts, actually, there in the corner. Yeah. He told me, he said, you thought you were in the media business, didn't you? I said, well, yeah, that's what I thought. He said, yeah, well, you know, he's got a great band, Lee Baines and the Glory Fires. I don't know if you've ever came mm -hmm. across them, but they're incredible. And he said, yeah, I thought I was in the rock and roll business, but it turns out I'm in the T-shirt business. Yeah. So if we go back to analog, it kind of scratches that itch, right? Because I think people just kind of want something they can kind of hold. They want and, a physical object. You know, that's why merch is such a, like a, you know. But there is something uncomfortable about, yeah, you don't own any music. Yeah. Right. Don't own any music at all. Right. And if somebody decides they want to charge you more or just take it away from you, they're that is true. They you're just kind of renting it. They can just <laughs> you're just kind of renting it, not even renting it. You know, you're just kind of. It's true. Yeah. I feel this way about movies too because I love having the physical copy copy of a movie. You do. Yeah. You really. I do. I, I like a lot of DVDs and VHS, and it's uh, I like owning it, and. Um, if you don't own it, if you're just borrowing it from a streaming service. Yeah. It's also bad for the artist, though, because they don't make hardly any money. That's what's going on right now with the... They don't make any money. Yeah, they don't make money. And then, you know, with almost no effort, the streaming services, Spotify in particular, could, for example, say, the drums on this song were played by this person. That yeah. could be included in the metadata. But that gives too much power to both that drummer and to you the listener to realize you know they just want it to be like this is nothing it's just a song it means nothing it has no value there is yeah. no life for this song outside of your listening experience right now where and they could say you know who wrote the song that's not in there yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Is this kind of what's afoot with the SAG after strike too, in a way, like with the AI and all this I, stuff in the residuals and things like that? Or I think the idea is to, I think part of the idea is to have people, and I think most people will go for this hook, line, and sinker, is to have people just ready to consume things that have no actual human uh, source yeah. or identity. Yeah. And, and the more we just think like, oh, well, Martin Scorsese made a movie where everybody looks fake, and so that's fine. It's fine. Everything, and people can create songs with computerized voices singing them or create TV shows. It just. Right. And it won't matter. Yeah, because you cut out the. Creativity is a process of labor, and uh, and it, it takes labor to make creative work. And. But, yeah, with algorithms, people have convinced themselves that you can cut out that process of labor. I think, yeah, I think because, by because like, basically. nine people make a fortune, I think they use that as justification, yeah. you know, and they don't, the same thing with the SAG thing, you know, it's like nine people make, you know, millions of dollars a film, but there's 160,000 members, and, you know, the further along you go the opposite yeah. way, it's like, yeah. you know, people are just normal people, working people. Yeah. yeah. I read a book a few years ago that was fascinating called The Cultural Front by Michael Dinning. It was about like the popular front of the 30s and 40s and about how there was so much labor organizing among the cultural, the culture industries. So uh, not just copywriting and advertising, but also obviously filmmaking and music. And it just really dug into how much labor went into these cultural products that we've, you know, that have become commonplace in American society and how that was a major front in the battle for the new deal and rights and like American soft yeah. power. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 It was a very fascinating book, yeah. <clears throat> but anyways, I recommend it. Yeah. Uh, you, your new album, there are a few songs from it that are on Apple iTunes. I think there's so. two, two so far. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Uh, so you can find it on. I'm there. gonna give you all COVID too. Yeah, oh, that's so all right. It's all right. Really? We get from we we'll get the the Sturgill strain yeah. and the Will Oldham. Much better. <laughs> Damn, we need you all to do something. Yeah, we yeah. need you to spark that conversation back. Uh, little Bonnie Prince Billy Sturgill Samson. You me. should honestly. It's that like, would be so sick. Oh, um, I mean, the last I heard from you know someone, they used to like well, Sturgill's done. He doesn't want to do anything. I else. know that's. I've heard that too, and um, the thing is. And, you know, we just we we just have to tell them like, look, there are that we can break you out of this. Like, w- you know, we can do all kinds of things with yeah. music. It's like, you know, we'll just sit down, we'll produce Sturgill's album. <laughs> These two <Yeah>. dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring in Will. We'll get Matt Sweeney to come in. I'm just saying, it's got great potential. Is all I'm saying. It's, yeah. Um. I have wondered that though, like what overlap you've had with like the Tyler Childers and the Sturgills and like you know those guys. Tyler Childers like, is another person that has worked a bunch with my friend Ferg, but I haven't, I haven't met him. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, we're painting a portrait of Kentucky. So we got uh, Festival of Miracles. We got Sturgill and Tyler. Uh, we've got the rare, the Kentucky, the Great Kentucky Horde. I'm sorry. Before we get too far away from the John of Letcher County, I did want to ask Will, because I think one of the last shows you played at Apple Shop, the theater we were talking about before we started, you said that when you made the first Palace record, uh-huh. you 
printed it up and took it straight to MMT. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're talking about Apple Shop films and all that stuff. Like, what's yeah, your. How did you find out? From sales, maybe? John Sales? <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. Because, uh, yeah, the movie Mate One, they had a screening at Apple Shop. At Apple Shop. In like maybe 87 or 88. Okay. Around the time it came out. So that was my first awareness of really yeah. of, of Apple Shop, I think, at that yeah. time. Yeah. I didn't know this stuff. Did you know Sales wrote Piranha with Jeff Dante? Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's done a lot of writing here and there. there might be even alligator too about the alligator in the sewer that i think so yeah so yeah you were in mate one was that your first movie role first movie role was uh in a in the only movie that the country singer and guitar player jerry reed ever directed Interesting. called what comes around and i played a young bo hopkins <laughs> wow nice because bo hopkins played jerry reed's younger brother in the movie and yeah yeah wow um, terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> I think even Jerry Reed was aware that it was very low grade. It's you know, we all got to start somewhere. Yeah, Will. Uh, I, I see you and think like you did like what was that? Was there like a TV show? Like you did some episodes of some TV shows. Is that too right? Yeah. Well, like the. Wonder Chosen. Did you see that Wonder Chosen? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I you was did, like, that's Will Oldham, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like in Wonder Chosen, they did a experimental. Well, it was all experimental, but they did one episode where it wasn't Wonder Chosen. They were pretending to be test marketing their new sort of hee haw kind of yeah. spinoff yeah. called Horse Apples, and so I had a character in Horse Apples. That's the thing, Tom. That's what we were talking about. Tom and I were talking about, you know. You're kind of like the Z-League of modern American <laughs> cinema. Show up in random random places. Yeah. Jackass 3D. Jackass 3, yeah. I mean, it's Most like... Your time. We were watching yeah. uh, your monologue from Ghost Story last oh, night, yeah. which is so good. And yeah. I was like, that's you. <laughs> yeah. You played me in a movie. Right you on. played my character <laughs> in a movie. Um, okay, so Kentucky, great, the great Kentucky Horde. Um so, uh, what Discovery Discovery says about the Civil War, Eric, uh, so then it talks a little bit about uh, Kentucky, the lost coins may have been a result of the conflict of families pitted against one another. I don't know. What do you think of it? That feels like some why editorial. Is this, why is there no location attached to this article? Is it just complete BS? <laughs> they don't it's just like some 16-year-old intern who's like, write something. Write something that will get some clicks. <laughs> Yeah. If I had to guess, are there photo? I mean, is it, they're just trying to hide all this information. Or? There is a photo um, here. I'll show you. Look at those coins. Look at that is, that is a that is a, that, a, a thing that resembles a photograph <laughs> of things that resemble coins. Yeah, they could have got a bunch of pennies. Yeah, it's like maybe maybe like the or AI they could. Things. Can't you just say to AI now? Would you make a photograph of gold coins for me? Right? You, you can do that, yeah. right? Yeah. You can. Yeah. yeah. So I don't even. I don't understand why you're even looking at these pictures or looking at, I mean, it's just like that's the last place you should look for information is online at yeah. this point. And pictures and like, there's no actual like sources credited and it doesn't say where it is, but here's a story. Let's talk about this. <laughs> like, it could be a false story. Those exist. False we're, stories? We're, 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 yeah. You wouldn't believe it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, uh, you know, it, this could be... Uh, it could be one of those things, like, AI could just be, like, you know, like, sometimes you look up, um, 
like something about a record that's coming out and like there's something in Germany and yeah. it's either a poor translation or it's like AI's kind of some yeah. crude form of AI's written it yeah. could be taken over I've been starting to wonder if so we still haven't figured out how time works right we don't right. know how time works right and that's pretty glaring right it's a big thing we deal with it every day we've created watches and things like that to deal with it, all sorts of vocabulary to deal with it and it doesn't make sense yet because you know it could be a construct but it also could be that we're living kind of backwards and the whole thing is AI, like all of human existence is AI reverse engineering human existence so it can exist. So time actually goes the other direction. Right. But we perceive it this way. Yeah. Yeah. I now, thought it, now we're getting into my belief system. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's possible. And if that's the case, uh, I kind of hope it is the case. Right, because it takes a lot of the pressure off of us. We don't have to like discover meaning. Right, you know, and that's 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 what we know to be true, though. I mean, I've been harping on this for weeks on the show, but did did you see this story, Will, about like uh, the church in Germany that had the AI sermon? No, and so you know, I'm I'm not making a value judgment about church or faith or any of that kind of stuff. But Germans, (laughs) or (laughs) or or Germans for that matter, (laughs) who always have our best interests at heart. Man's been looking to the sky for a long time uh-huh. to try to find meaning, and it that, that it just seemed like supplanting God with AI was like it, just uh, it was a little heavy. <laughs> it was too on the nose. I feel like yeah, it's like, but if I but at the same time you got to look at the human element of it, right? Because if I was a pastor. And it's like Saturday night, 11 p.m. Oh, I'm it like, seems like one of the best uses for AI. Exactly. Yeah. It's like I've not... Writing sermons. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh, fuck, I've, I've still got to do this and I'm not yeah. done it yet. Like, I'm just going to plug it in. Or like, I've always wanted to write a great <laughs> sermon about this passage of the Bible and I've never been able to come up with anything. Right. Would you help me out? <laughs> yeah, GPT. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Help yeah, a brother yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Man, that's bars right there. Well, this, this is an interesting thing because this article says, Ryan McNutt... Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. It could be an AI character, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, he has an AI job description. He's a conflict ar- archaeologist at Georgia Southern University. He told Life Science it's possible the coins were buried before Confederate General John Hunt Morgan's raid in the summer of 1863. Um, so, I just see, I was in a TV, I was in a KET TV show about Morgan's raids when i was whatever 13 or something like that yeah uh which i'm only thinking about also because i went to see a play the other night with um and one of the actors was a guy that i was in this tv show in the in the 80s with so like what was his what was his story like uh i played a kid when it was like the where they were coming to uh requisition horses from someone's you know and it was my my horse right what the heck's going on they're taking my horse (laughs) yeah um, I mean, I think that like, you know, I spent a lot of time on some of these forums. Mm-hmm. Pe- people are always looking for treasure in Kentucky. They're always looking for, cause there's looking all these for treasure everywhere. They're right? like, you're right. Yeah. People are looking for treasure everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it is the easiest, like get rich quick scheme. If you could just find some treasure. Right. That's probably why. Rob a gas station, find treasure. (laughs) (laughs) The traditional side hustle. Yeah, you open up the cash register and it's filled with Civil War era gold coins. Tell somebody you've got Steve Harvey in your car. $50, (laughs) you can come out and meet him. We haven't been able to confirm it yet, but someone said that this was a, that this little bowl of a park right here was a 
POW camp in the Civil War because it was so easy to no put shit. men in there and to you know p- patrol it yeah. from the perimeter. So it would have been Confederate POWs, right? I think Confederate POWs, yeah. Because I think the thing I've heard about Louisville is that Louisville went for the Confederacy after the war, right? Like all the Confederates flocked to Louisville after yeah, the war. Yeah, I think that's right. Louisville actually started, I read this one time, you, Louisville actually started as a portage site because of the Ohio Falls. Exactly. So people just like had to get out and go around it. Exactly. That's a good, that's a good way to start a town, I think. Totally, yeah. So, like, yeah, like the neighborhood Portland is, you know, one of the oldest neighborhoods in the city because that's exactly where before there was the locks and the canal belt, everybody had to get everything off the boats, carry it over and put yeah. it down. And Yeah. Are your people from Louisville? Will, have they been here a while? My, like, my gra- like my grandfather was born in Portland. He was a Will, which I think is a German surname. Yeah. And so that's on my mom's side. My mom's side was like, and my dad's side was all, yeah, Kentucky and Virginia and North Carolina. Like the Oldham, the first Oldham was part of the Plymouth colony, I think. Yeah. yeah. In the yeah. 1600s. Yeah. The first one that we're descended from. Yeah. And like that, I just learned also that maybe the oldest residence in New York City. I'm trying to remember the last name. It might be like Wyckoff or something like that. Yeah. Uh, is our, we're also descended from those people as well. Could be some Dutch in there. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, be distressing for you to learn, but uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a while. Try to hold on. And, yeah. <laughs> you know. yeah. Let me ask you this, Will, because it's like you're so synonymous with this place. I think. Well, I mean, now you've been uh, upended as you know Louisville's premier spicy white boy <laughs> uh, by young Mister Harlow. But All right, check oh, yeah. right. Prior to his ascendance, yeah. you know, you're so synonymous. Well. You know, we're place guys. You know, we every, every person's gone through place in the world. Like, what what made you say, well, I'm, you know what, I'm just going to plop down in old Louisville, Kentucky, and that's going to be my place. I lived outside of uh, outside of Louisville for a little while, and then, I mean, really, I, I came back. I met somebody, and I thought, oh, well, you know, why don't I live here for a while? And then that didn't quite work, and I thought, it's well, maybe I was wrong. I should move. And I was, I had a car packed, and I was in California, and then my a fast car. It was a <laughs> Subaru, <laughs> not too fast. Uh, and uh, and my, and when my mom called and said, "Oh, something terrible's happened. Your dad just died." So came back here and realized that she was beginning to show early signs of dementia, Alzheimer's, and it was just like, "Well, I guess yeah. this is where I'm going to live for." A while and that was in 2006 yeah so and then yeah and now it's just I mean over the course of that it there was a lot of and and you guys may have done this but you know a lot of putting in work to make it make sense you know to say like understand you know what's better about being here than being somewhere else and there's lots of good reasons for it but it you know it's not necessarily obvious because most people are looking to get out of and and it makes sense to want to get out of kentucky for a lot of a lot of reasons yeah it's, it's awful and scary a lot of the time i respect you know immensely those that did harry dean stanton stay or did he no did he he went, he went to la he, he went, went to la, LA. He i think he LA. came back fairly regularly okay yeah 
Irvine, is that where he's from? Irvine, yeah. <coughs> yeah. yeah. There's some great actors from Kentucky, though. Like yeah. Warren Oates. Warren Oates. Also from Kentucky. Yeah. Um, the thing about Harry Dean Stanton that blows me away was that the man smoked cigarettes for over 70 years. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah I think in, his, in that last movie he did Lucky, there's a line where he said, it's going to kill you. And he said, if it's going to, it would have. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. So John yeah. Carroll. Was it John Carroll? Uh, David Lynch Carroll. is in it. Yeah, David Lynch is in it. Yeah, and he was also in season three of. But now, like making, you know, making music, I feel like there is an obvious value to having a deep connection to where you are. Yeah. yeah. If you're creating things or making things, because yeah, there's it's ideally that's who you're making things for as well. It's people who have, you know, deep connections to their parts of the world or their own lives rather than people who are just like I don't know I just had to get out of there yeah, yeah. you know people who care about or or, or just or forced to care about you yeah know, uh, their, a history that they're intricately related to yeah I mean I, I personally think that's one of the best I don't know if uses is the right word but one of the best uses of art it's like you know you could use it to try to understand yourself or other people but Trying to understand a place is a very compelling and admirable, you know, reason to. And also, it's like it underwrites the whole uh, endeavor. I mean, that you're right. Like that's what music is. Our music is an expression of a place in many ways. Well, the place contains everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's I, I, the way I came to your music was kind of strange that you done the single for this like thing they were doing on the adult swim website back like 10 years ago or oh, something. yeah and i'd always you know i'd heard the name body like squidbillies was it squidbillies or it was like I, well it was called like the adult swim singles program they put out uh-huh. like just singles every like once a week yeah you know, also kind of like yeah. when kanye used to do those good friday yeah or yeah, something yeah like that and you had the first one this year and then i loved that song and then i, I like i looked up and i was like oh this guy's my countryman and then what's funny about it is, I, you know, I just had such like a, a rough go the last couple of years. I got out of this long relationship. My, my mother passed away actually in Louisville last summer and all these things. Flood. Flood. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. And what's weird is like those songs kept popping up for me. Like I, I remember just like being real fucking depressed one day and watching the Val Kilmer documentary. Oh, and yeah. then it closes <laughs> yeah. with I'm a cinematographer. And yeah. I'm just like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. That was really that was really cool. Yeah, just yeah. this kind of meditation on it seems like of, you know, being strong and then kind of breaking down a little bit or whatever. And I don't know. It was yeah. it's those those the Bonnie songs and the Palace songs and everything just had kept popping up for me the last couple of years and yeah. I just I like when they can you know, I like them to be utilitarian in that way, you know, and when yeah. Like, when they ask for that song, I'm just like, yes, that yeah. is, that's perfect. That's a perfect thing. Oh, know? man, it was so good. That's such a good punctuation mark to that doc, too. I need to watch that. Yeah. It's, it's unique. There is a tithe in there because he, I think he lives in New Mexico now. Really. He did it. Le- yeah. He may, I don't know. His health is so yeah. dodgy these days. Not I'm not great. sure if he's still there, but yeah, he yeah. was definitely there for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
anyway, I had to be well, earnest for a moment. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> Thanks for indulging. No, it, it, it's relevant. Honestly, we're painting a portrait of Kentucky. I have one more story. <laughs> uh, I think this is, honestly, it's kind of a Bonnie Prince Billy song in some ways. Uh uh, this well, there's a, there's several stories I'd pulled. One of which is that they're finally destroying all the sarin gas outside of Richmond, which is that's good, right? What is what is sarin gas? It's just hanging around there. <clears throat> yeah, there's a huge depository of RX sarin gas. Is this what they accuse Bashar al-Assad of? That's the only thing I think I've heard it in connection. That, that we created? Did we create the sarin gas and just stored it there? Yeah. So a lot of people in Berea actually have alarms in their homes to detect it because oh, wow. if it ever leaks out right. um there's a, there's a huge depository there um it's like an underground storage place this is why people in kentucky are also so interested in treasure because there's so many caves and yeah. places where you can hide shit um, richmond is where my grandfather was born there's a lot of oldums buried there also I guess. yeah uh richmond's very pretty i think that it area is, is really yeah. beautiful yeah um but apparently that sarin gas has been there for like almost 80 years, maybe. I think after World War Two is kind of... Or after World War One actually, I think was when they put it there. Yeah. But finally... Wow. You're finally destroying it. <laughs> I don't know how you destroy Yeah, how do you gas. destroy it? Yeah. It's like, guys, listen. We've decided we're not going to do chemical warfare on any uh, fledgling nation anymore. So we just don't have any use for this anymore. I did read an article about how they destroy it. And it's kind of... It sounded to me kind of like making soup. It's like they make a big pot of water, and then they put a little bit of sarin gas in, and then they put a little bit of some other stuff in, and they stir it around to dilute it. And then they like no, no, wait. no, let him cook, let him cook, <laughs> and then just fill balloons with it, and yeah, <laughs> and release them over yeah. Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Um. Okay, this is my last story. This is the last, the la- last vignette I had of Kentucky. FBI raid of Bullet County home finds 40 human skulls, spinal cords used as decoration. Oh, I heard about this. Those are my friends. Is that one? Yeah. Is that uh, the line? Is it, yeah, that's the line. Yeah, that's the line. Where the cops say like, what's, who's in there? Just me and my friends? Is that right? <laughs> that was it. Is that right? Yeah, okay. Just yeah. me and some of my rowdy friends. <laughs> yeah. I've heard this. Someone relayed this story to me. That was it. A bullet I like ca- it. Yeah, a Bullitt County man was arrested Tuesday after FBI agents found dozens of skulls and other human remains in his Mount Washington home. Because there, but for the grace of God, go I, right? <laughs> like, if I had taken another path six months ago or 16 years ago or whatever, I could be that guy. You can you be the skulls guy. <laughs> can you imagine? I mean, can you imagine? Like, if you can... If you had a bunch of human skulls in your house, of course you're going to start a conversation with them, and eventually that's going to lead to deeper conversations, relationships, conflicts, and things like that. <laughs> Someone comes to your door, what are you going to say? I know. I mean, seriously, like, you, that's a whole sitcom. Because he didn't characters. kill any of those people, right? Yeah. He, he collected them. He was a collector. Yeah. He had been buying them online. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's no. good to know. No, no. Yeah. He just, yeah. Yeah. Because that's been a little weird about laughing. I don't think that. I have killing in me, but I do have talking to skulls for days on end <laughs> in me, I, I believe. Uh, I've, I've mentioned this on the program before, but in my fifth grade classroom, we had an actual human skeleton. <laughs> Hanging from the ceiling. And I never thought how weird that was until yeah. fairly recently. Uh-huh. But Sandy Earls brought a real human skeleton Life to show is weird. us. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you can wind up having a very interesting afterlife. You can be someone's best friend. Uh-huh. You can be a teaching, uh, a, an opportunity for teaching in a classroom. 
You could be all kinds of things. God yeah. forbid you end up the, you know, the mother of the guy that sold you to the military to be blown apart. For, <laughs> you remember that? Did you see that story? Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, there's like a human trafficking network <laughs> that has been started at Harvard Medical School, actually. Uh-huh. Which, this guy probably bought some of those th- remains. He was using the alias William Burke and buying them online. Uh, it says law enforcement it viewed Knott's public Facebook page, which included posts about human remains for sale as recently as June 2023. Um, a Pennsylvania man, Jeremy Polly, was selling the human remains, including organs and skin, from his home. Uh, Polly purchased the remains, which included hearts, brains, lungs, and two fetal specimens. Uh, so this is the part you were talking about, Will. The FBI executed a search warrant Tuesday at the home in the 300 block of Love Avenue, not was the only person in the apartment, but when an FBI agent well, asked... living if, person. The only living person. <laughs> when, when an FBI agent asked if anyone else was there, he responded, only my dead friends. So, that is so sweet. Yeah, I, like, I, when I heard that, I was just like, that is so <laughs> sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not gonna, you know, if my innards could bring somebody a little companionship i'm not going to need them where i'm going it's the age-old question is it a victimless crime because he could serve up to 10 years for this does he deserve 10 years i don't i don't think so that's a little extreme and taxpayers do not deserve paying for him being in prison for 10 years for (laughs) doing basically just for making friends for making friends yeah (laughs) i mean you know that's uh it's 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 just an interesting story, though. I think that, um, like we said earlier, you you can have a long life after life. People talk about, is the word afterlife a contradictory term? Not necessarily. Not if you become someone's best friend in Mount Washington, Kentucky. Your femur becomes someone's, like, gra- I would honestly like that for that, if someone could take my arm and skeletal hand and rig it in a way that it becomes one of those old people grabber things. You know right. what I mean? That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. You use it to grab a you can. Just, of- yeah, yeah, in your afterlife, you're just a novelty uh, QVC. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You'd I think our bones be. would be able to be put to good use, right? You would think so. Yeah. There needs to be a QVC for bones. Yeah. Like yeah. they, <laughs> we could, we could do that 24 hours a day. We're selling bones on QVC. <laughs> it's like, you're going to want this femur. This man was seven feet tall. Imagine how big his femur would be. I can, in a relic, have you, oh, have you, there's a, there's a church here called St. Martin of Tours. Have you uh, ever been there? Mm-mm. It's fun. Y'all might want to, it's just right downtown. Okay. And there's two, St. Martin of Tours, T-O-U-R-S. Okay. And there are two skeletons in there that are, relics of of saints yeah and they're just in these glass sarcophagi on either side of the pulpit it's pretty i need to see that. yeah i need to and see you can just walk in and see saint. it and it's not like a fancy church or anything like that and they're yeah. i think they're centuries old skeletons of saints maybe from germany possibly yeah, yeah. i think we could sell that on qvc for bones pretty easy you know it'd like, be great if full skeletons were on the market <laughs> all, you know we could buy Cher's skeleton. Yeah. Before or after she dies. <laughs> <laughs> she can keep her skin and muscles, but we want the skeleton yeah. bones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it seems... E- e- I could also see just, you know, they talk about how controversial 
coffinless burying is, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if we could just clean all the meat off and bury our relatives' bones in our yards, yes. I think that would be kind of neat as well. well we that knew a guy be. that was making a business out. Remember? Oh. <laughs> What's he? Uh... Alan Keys had that. We'll cut that. But <laughs> you know, but <laughs> why would you cut that? <laughs> well, yeah, maybe we should promote. That. Yeah, but he was like, but he kind of like positioned it as like an eco-friendly alternative. Right. Okay. But I think part of the draw for him was the low overhead of skipping the whole coffin thing. Honestly, I Which, just I know. just had to go to a funeral two weeks ago, and I was like looking. I was sitting right there. I was looking at the coffin. It's just like, man, this is so much. Yeah. I don't want that. It's yeah. a little ostentatious, I will yeah. say. And also a little claustrophobic. It's ca- Yeah, it's totally claustrophobic. I want to be able to go out into the root system. Ooh, I don't stuff, want, yeah, right? I don't want to be in a coffin. Yeah. 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 Same. Yeah. Because if you wake up, sometimes you see those stories. They're like, yeah. you know, you, woman screams heard from tomb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like seven hours after the funeral. It's like, I mean, if you've ever been upside down in a sleeping bag, that's, that's hard for me. I think some people can just giggle, but (laughs) upside down in a sleeping bag. I'm just like, I'm in hell. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I think that's a good place to end on because that's where we hell because that's where we all might wind up. Yeah. If we're not careful, if we don't go to the festival, heaven ain't a lot like Dixie. then. (laughs) Yeah. If the miracles doesn't take, I mean, yeah, if the miracles doesn't take off. If it doesn't take off, yeah. Well, before we let you go, let's uh, speak to this record a little bit that's coming out. Here. All right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Please do. The uh, yeah, keeping secrets will will destroy you. Will destroy. Not, you. I, I like the the I like that. It's not that keeping secrets will uh, sort of negatively impact <laughs> maim you, maim you, <laughs> yeah, destroy. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very bold. It's funny. Like I came up with the line and working on a song and then i then i went online and searched that line and mm-hmm. and it's more than one person has it's, espoused this idea has, has had word for word yeah yeah but, but it's true i mean there is a truth to it uh keeping secrets in a way it can alienate you from other people yeah which will be your undoing shrink your world shrink your world yeah, yeah. right yeah. It's a dangerous thing. This is a heavy thing. I, I saw that. I was like, hey, God, this is a little on the nose. <laughs> so these songs, you've, uh, well, you've got what we've got. Uh, there was a song called Bananas. Bananas. Bananas, <clears throat> Bananas and Crazy Blue Bells, the two. Crazy Blue Bells. You got the video. Yeah. 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 The John Sales is in. He's in that really? video. Yeah. Oh, is he really? Yeah. I saw the, the YouTube thumbnail clip, whatever you want to call that. Well, watch the video want, instead of re- researching more <laughs> sourceless stories about Kentucky. <laughs> so that's coming out in August. August 11th, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've got a couple boxes of it right there. If you'd like to take one home with you, just don't play it on any podcasts or anything like that until August 11th. We'll, we'll keep promise. that secret. Okay. I will flex <laughs> to tell everybody, yeah, I've heard that, though. Yeah. Uh, are you playing any live shows for this? You said you were going to be in New Mexico. Can people New find Mexico, this? New Mexico, Texas. There's a Texas tour. Just did Colorado. Maybe at your website. I need a website. I need a website. Do we? What is a website? Do people have websites? I think if you're a writer, a musician, if you're in any way like self-employed. A I like <laughs> the link trees that people put up. Yeah. Those are useful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't. The way I, I but nobody, go. I mean, of course now it's been whatever, 20 years, and nobody ever 
updates their websites. They're just all these janky, like falling mm. apart yeah. websites. <laughs> yeah. 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 No matter yeah. who it is or when it is, it's just like, check out my recent concerts. <laughs> and be like, 2014. I just saw you last week and you haven't posted that show yet. Well, get the album when it comes out. Pre-order it. Pre-order it. You can pre-order, right? pre-order, pre-order it right now. Yeah. If yeah. You're DragCity.com, you can yeah. pre-order it. Yes. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Because the guy, yeah, I'm telling the Drag City folks, I'm like, we're going to get some more pre-orders. I'm going to get some more pre-orders. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's pretending. You know, all I know how to do is pretend that this is a viable, you know, industry. Yeah. yeah. Because it isn't. <laughs> but I am pretending, and I will keep on pretending in hopes that maybe we break through some crazy firewall and all of a sudden life makes sense again <laughs> yeah. that's how i feel about writing you know i keep holding on for that too same there was a yeah so someone uh, a theater person i know posted something yesterday saying like american theater is imploding and my response was what isn't imploding yeah, like, yeah. what isn't imploding it's all it's it is really bad it really depresses me like things Everything is falling apart. And it does feel, I mean, it feels, you know, like the websites that they don't last, you know, yeah. and the idea of people willfully giving their music and book collections, for example, over to some sort of digital format is basically saying it does not matter. I have no value. This has no value to me. Yeah. You can have a book you can pick up and read that was published 150 years ago. Yeah. I don't think that's going to, you know, like, I don't, you know, you're just going to be like, yeah, I don't know. I think I had a digital <laughs> copy of it somewhere that's probably yeah. on a drive uh, that it's pr- maybe in my garage. Yeah. Hypnosis now owns the rights to the Mark Twain estate. Huh? <laughs> you know. It is, it is a thing that it has disturbed me very much. Um, we, there's something about a physical object that makes it real. Obviously that, that seems like an obvious statement to make. Well, you have, con- you have control over it, and it's not, and it is a thing that is not going to change. Yeah. Its batteries aren't going to run out. Yeah. And there's not going to be a server that decides that they're changing things, and, and you no longer have a compatible way of, of absorbing that material. It's just, 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 it's just sitting there. Totally. It's for you. You can do anything with it you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Juxtaposed with, <laughs> I think about this time, you know, like how they've got these, like, streaming farms of like you'll see an artist on yeah. spotify for example and they've I got won't. well you won't yeah but i will yeah <laughs> and you'll they'll have like seven million like listeners a month or something like that but their listeners are all in like you know missoula montana whitesburg uh-huh. kentucky uh-huh. so forth and then then yeah then the promoters get like the live nation people are like oh well why couldn't you sell out a 1500 seat theater and it's like with seven million listeners a month and right wherever they, they don't like, exist oh well it's because yeah <laughs> yeah no i have some friends who are in a band and i saw them one day go from you know 243 followers on instagram to 10,243 followers on instagram the next day <laughs> i'm just like okay what did that cost like 70 bucks probably yeah uh-huh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's a weird world out there. I mean, I, I read an article the other day about Stephen Malcolmus was in a coffee shop, heard a song come on over the uh, radio, and was like, "I know this song. What is this song?" It was one of his songs um, from Bright in the Corners that uh, Pavement had written, but it was like a B side, and they forgot all uh-huh. about it. But it apparently, in the last couple of years, has become massively popular just because like of the TikTok album or something. 
Is because what? Like on TikTok or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like TikTok, but also I think just because of the Spotify algorithm. It oh, spits yeah. out songs yeah. that it thinks sounds like other songs. It's now like their most listened to song. Huh. It's so weird, though. Yeah. I don't know. Algorithms. It's like I've said to Tom many times in the past. It's like, whether you believe in ghosts or not, we've created them. <laughs> it's like they're all around is shaping reality now. They are, they're, you know, they have instructions and commands put into them by us, but they do kind of operate on their own terms also. I mean, one thing I think about algorithms is, is you know, when I listen to music, a lot of its value comes from how I learned about it, you know? Yeah. Who, who shared it with me? Totally. Who told me about it, where, you know, where I found it. And if it's all just one answer algorithm then the music doesn't have any value to me anymore that is a great point it's not connecting me to anything but the algorithm that's created by spotify and it's just deepening my relationship to spotify which couldn't give two shits about me you know it's just like well where did you learn about this my algorithm told me about it that's (laughs) a great point the first time i actually ever heard of you i was probably like 20 years old 21 and a friend had asked me have you ever heard of bonnie prince billy and uh and it's just, it's interesting to think about. I haven't talked to that person in a long time. Yeah. But it is something that connects us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And and also connects you to us, grounds you in a certain place in time. Uh, and you're right. Like, once you've disembodied that, it's a kind of a, dis- it's a sad thing. It's very right. sad. Um, they just uploaded it and think you might like it. Yeah. Well, what is it, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well... You've heard about the new record from us. Yeah, thanks. So. Remember where you were first, folks, <laughs> yeah. when you heard Keeping Secrets Will Destroy You by yeah. Bonnie Prince Bill. So, yeah, go pre-order that. Uh, I assume maybe tour dates are also on the Drag City website. Yeah, they are. Okay. They do a good job. That is a good, that is a good website. One of the last good. Well, they've got good artists, honestly. Yeah, it holds uh, steady. Nice they rock. haven't updated the way the website looks in quite a while. I think. <laughs> yeah, but it, it functions. It's not yeah. broke. Don't fix it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, go check that out. Um, in terms of us, you can go support us on Patreon. Uh, Do you like Patreon? I mean, it's you know, it's it, it's weird because it's this way that we make money that we have no control over. It's you know what I'm saying? Like there are programmers and yep. people who control the website. And they can decide how much of a cut they get from what we make. Uh-huh. And right. that feels kind of fucked up because it's like DIY, but it's really not yeah. because they're making money from it. Um, but also what's Seems really like a great idea. Yeah. I just, pr- I just resist like another thing that needs to chain me to a computer. It's That's just the like, thing. I just don't want it. Yeah. In principle, it's a great idea. The worst part about it is when it fucks up. And our fans are like, why can't I access this? What's going on with payment? Why we have not work? We have yeah. no say yeah. over any of that. Right, right. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, but. Yeah. That said, go that sign said. up today. <laughs> sign up today on Patreon. <laughs> That's also how I pay my bills. So <laughs> go sign up. Um, At a certain level, certain tier of payment, you yes. get each of your mother's wedding rings sent out to you, right? <laughs> got a lot you get of our them. heirloom got, yeah. uh, seed, tomato seeds, and our wedding, our grandmother's. Do you wedding all send rings. out our heirloom tomato seeds? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I may have some heirloom tomato seeds. They're always circulating around. It. They're yeah. like Kentucky Civil War gold coins. Yes. I remember when we were cleaning up after the flood at that the old postmaster's house that we gutted our walls and ceilings for. Out of all this flood wreckage, there was one beautiful, just gorgeous tomato hanging on that that didn't have anything. Mm, yeah. But and it's like, hmm, that will give me cancer. But that looks so good <laughs> in yeah. this 
sea of just yeah. fucked up stuff right now. The flood, I had to reorient my... We should have took those seeds. I, yeah, it's the thing. I had to reorient my relationship to the environment. So I think I may have eaten that tomato. No, yeah. I was probably like, fuck it. Oh, you're probably fine. Probably fine. Yeah. One tomato. Yeah. 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 Well, Will, thank you so much thank for you doing all. this, man. And thanks this for is, having us in your home. Yeah, this is gorgeous. It's a beautiful neighborhood, a beautiful, neighborhood, a beautiful home. And um, we'll have to do it again sometime. I gotta go see about picking my daughter up, I think. Yeah, I'm sorry to play date. Yeah, it's almost she was not. Dust that's gathered in our hearts will be blown and dispersed. Our interest in the darker arts no longer coming first. Practitioners of love and touch legalized and praised. And fuck you very much to the greedy and the crazed And our voices join the sounds of crazy